Scales. Everybody says you should learn them, and I completely agree. But are there really that many? Do they really have to be all that complicated? The answer is no. And in today's show, I'm gonna show you a drop-dead easy way to look at scales that will open up your entire guitar neck. Hey, TAC family. Welcome to Acoustic Tuesday, episode 233. This show is designed to inject your guitar journey with a weekly dose of fun, focus, progress, and inspiration. A little bit later on today's show, you're gonna be hearing from Acoustic Tuesday viewer Matthew, who shared a small win involving scales that's very much intertwined with what we'll be discussing today. Plus, you're gonna get a look at what guitar lick the TAC family is working on today. It's a key of E blues lick that is incredibly useful. In fact, it's so useful, I'll be kicking the show off today with that very lick. Plus, your weekly dose of acoustic news awaits, which includes some guilty pleasures, my own guilty pleasures, and guitar funnies, plus a bunch more awesome guitar-related stuff. But first, let's dive into what guitar lick the TAC family is working on. And I want you to pay special attention, because in just a little bit, you'll be learning the lesson behind the lick. Your Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge for today is entitled Blues Barnacle. The whole theme this week within Tack is the blues in the key of E, and this particular lick is rather sticky, much like a barnacle would be to the side of a ship, or a whale, I don't know. Do barnacles stick on whales and ships? I don't know, I'm not really a, a, a sea-going individual. Nonetheless, it's a very sticky lick, meaning it's kind of gonna get stuck in your head and it opens up a huge opportunity for improvisation. Let me share this lick with you. I'm gonna play it so you can hear it and then we'll explore some different options this lick opens up. Kind of a fun lick, there's not a lot going on here. It's actually, it's one of those licks that you can really start to craft, bend and flex to whatever you're playing right now. Well, I guess as long as it's in the key of E. But first, if you wanna learn this note for note, TAC fam, please log in. This is your daily challenge for the day. I guess that's what the definition of a daily challenge. Yes, this is your daily challenge. Go ahead and click start challenge. Once you get it under your fingers, move to the play along video, pick a speed that suits where you're at today. And don't forget to click on that tab icon in the lower right hand corner. That'll allow you to pull up the tab right next to the video. Okay, so this lick, how do you actually use it? Well, I wanna use this as a creative launching pad of sorts. You know, one of the parts that I really enjoy about this is this descending part, this chromatic descending part at the end, uh, which is a great song ender. If you just take it from that, that uh, hammer on. great way to kind of end off a tune, put a cap on it. You can even start with just the chromatic part. It's just a great way to end a tune, kind of a, in an ear bending fashion. But I really wanna focus on the front part of this lick because one of the things that it opens up is single string improvisation. And that's what we're doing on this third and fifth fret. Doesn't seem like much and it, and it really isn't. However, if you extrapolate that and use the entire high E string in conjunction with the E minor pentatonic scale, all of a sudden you have a lot of different areas where you can go. Here's how that would look. Or 
or something along those lines. Essentially what I'm doing is just playing an E minor pentatonic scale in whatever pattern you want. I, mean, I was just kind of doing a, a couple steps forward, one step back pattern, uh, but you can really combine any of those notes. Uh, it's fairly simple. I'll just play through the E minor pentatonic scale so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Uh, it sounds like this. And all I'm doing is adding an open high E string in between those notes. So on and so forth. Think, uh, think ACDC. What's the Thunderstruck. That's the intro to Thunderstruck is kind of the, the idea there. Not that this was taken from that, but that that's kind of the inspiration or the, the that's technique that you would bring to it. Although I think he was doing some two-handed tapping. You get the idea. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you can use this lick as a great addition to your playing, but also as an opportunity to explore that single string improvisation approach or developing even just single string licks. Which reminds me of something that I wanted to tell you uh, before we get back to the Acoustic Tuesday show. And that is this, you know, it's okay to bend the rules. It's okay to break the rules. It's okay to set off on learning something and then realize, you know what, I don't like the way that that's written, or I don't like that the way that that's played, I'm gonna change it to make it work for me. It's okay to make things work for you. And this could come in all different, different uh, shapes and forms. This could be you adjusting the chords to a song because it feels rather chordy, and you know what, you realize you don't need to go to a G7 every time it calls for a G7. Just simply play a G chord. This could be uh, something fingerstyle that you're working on that's incredibly complicated, and you might say, you know what, to make this work for me, I'm gonna simplify it a little bit. I think all too often the, the notion is, oh, if I change things, I'm cutting corners. If I change things, I'm cheating. No, we're making music here. There, there is no cheating. I want you to make things work for you so you have fun playing, so you keep playing regularly, so you keep achieving that regular incremental progress. I hope you enjoyed playing through that guitar lick. I not only think it's an incredibly fun lick, but I also think it's one of the most useful licks you'll ever learn. And I'm going to show you why here in just a moment. It opens up a technique that will literally blow your mind, especially if you've never looked at the guitar neck in this way. I wanna start experimenting with this segment of the show called Lesson Behind the Lick. You know, every single week on the Acoustic Tuesday show, I show you what the TAC family is working on, and I show you how to use that lick within your own playing. But we can go beyond that. And that's what this segment is all about. It's the lesson behind the lick. It's a chance to zoom out and look at the main operating mechanisms within the lick, the main concept that you can then take and apply to your own playing in a bunch of different areas. So here's how this lesson behind the lick segment works. First, I'm gonna share with you what the concept is. Next, I'm gonna tell you what it adds to your playing. And then I'm gonna tell you why it works. And then lastly, I'll show you some examples on how you can kind of extrapolate that technique and integrate it into your own guitar style, into the, into the songs that you're learning right now. So without further ado, let's dig into the lesson behind the lick. The concept you'll be learning today is horizontal scales, also known as single string scales. Let's go ahead and first get on the same page with this terminology and what I'm actually referring to. You know, oftentimes when you're learning scales, you learn vertical scale shapes, meaning scale shapes that go string to string. 
in a vertical way. Think low E string to the high E string. Here's an example. I'll play an A major scale in a vertical orientation so you can see what I'm talking about. Okay, string to string, right? I only played a single octave because this isn't about vertical scales. This is about horizontal scales. Now what I'm gonna do is take that same exact scale and play it in a horizontal orientation, meaning along a single string. So here's that same A major scale. Seems kind of simple, right? Well, it actually is simple. And since we're talking about horizontal scales, I wanna share with you what it adds to your playing. And it actually adds a whole bunch of stuff, but there are three things that I wanna highlight. Number one, it gives you the ability to move up and down the guitar neck with ease and fluidity. Meaning you're not worried about other strings, you're focused on a single string. So you can move from the headstock to the body relatively easily. The second thing that it adds to your playing is the ability to connect scale shapes. And I'm gonna show you an example here. But a lot of times, as I mentioned, you'll learn a vertical scale shape and you may feel confined to four frets and you might not know how to move up the guitar neck into another scale shape. So what ends up happening is we do these very abrupt changes. Here's an example of an abrupt change without using a horizontal scale. It's very abrupt. We're down at the low end of the guitar and then all of a sudden we're in the middle of the neck. It feels weird and even physically making that transition feels a little kind of disorienting because you very quickly have to visually recognize where you're going. Not the case with a horizontal scale. Let me explain. So what I'm doing is playing a vertical scale by the headstock, E minor pentatonic, and then I'm playing an E minor pentatonic scale towards the body of the guitar. I'll just play a quick octave of each shape. And then that middle of the neck position sounds like this. Okay, they seem very far apart, but if you connect them with a single string scale, they're connected. They're, they're actually uh, tied together. Here's what I mean by that. It's a nice smooth way to move up the guitar neck and again, connect those scale shapes. Uh, it's, it's physically smoother and it also is smoother for the listener because you're kind of taking them along for the ride. The final thing that horizontal scales do for your playing is that they open up single string techniques. Now I'm gonna show you some examples of those later, but for right now, take my word for it. It really does, they really do open up a world of new techniques that you can use that are actually a lot easier than they look and provide some comfort when improvising. Okay, so what is the driving force behind this? Why does this work? Well, there are two things that I wanna highlight. The first is that, well, it limits variables. You're only playing a single string. You don't have to worry about getting lost. You don't have to worry about your pick hitting the wrong string because you're focused on a single string. And then secondly, it, it allows you to see the intervals within the scale. It allows you to see the space between the notes. So very quickly, let me go over the recipe of three different scales. You can use this on any string and it will be the same. So if I wanted to play in the key of A, I would pick the A string. If I wanted to play a major scale, it would be as follows. Open, second, fourth, fifth, seventh, ninth, 11th, 12th. 
pretty cool, right? If I wanted to play in the key of A, but play a minor scale, I would play the following notes, the following frets. Open, second, third, fifth, seventh, eighth, tenth, twelfth. Right? Pretty cool. Check this out. If I wanted to play in the key of E in a minor scale, I would follow the same exact recipe. Open, second, third, fifth, seventh, eighth, tenth, twelfth. Right? You can do this with any scale, any mode you want to. I'm just focusing on major and minor because those are the two most popular. And from those two, you can really access any scale you want to. You can also play a pentatonic scale. That, uh, the recipe for that would be open, third, fifth, seventh, tenth, twelfth. And again, if you wanted to play that, say, in the key of G, just pick the G string, follow the same recipe. Open, third, fifth, seventh, tenth, twelfth. Pretty cool, right? Okay, now I want to go ahead and show you some specific examples on how you can integrate this into your playing. The first example I have for you is using a drone along with a single string scale as a creative outlet. You can do this while improvising, and it works extremely well on solo guitar because essentially you're accompanying yourself. What I'm going to do is play a drone blues. I'm going to use the low E string as my drone note, and I'm going to play a single string scale, an E minor pentatonic scale, on the high string. And you'll hear what that sounds very quickly. And then I'll shift gears and show you another application. Check this out. You can actually try a bunch of different techniques with that. That's just a small, tiny example. Now, you might be thinking, cool, that works good for blues, but what about if I wanted to mess around in a major scale? Same exact approach. Here's how that would sound. Also use it with a straight ahead minor scale or really any other scale that you want. Okay, the next approach that I want to show you is how to connect two different scale shapes. Let me go ahead and grab my pick. Um, now, I kind of briefly showed you how to do two scale shapes at the beginning, and this is actually connected with the third example I'm going to show you. I haven't shown it to you yet, but I'm going to give you a sneak peek right now. So, what I want to do is show you again that open E minor pentatonic scale, that mid neck E minor pentatonic scale, and then I'm going to show you how you can actually connect them in a fluid way. Check this out. I'm using kind of pull-offs in that single string scale to move up and down, so on and so forth. You can do that with any scale shape. Again, be it major, be it minor, be it blues, whatever scale shape you're using. Use that single string or horizontal scale to connect the two shapes and give you a kind of a, um, think of it as a, as a route to, to follow between those two shapes, almost as if it, you were using a, a roadmap of sorts. Think of it as, you know, a highway or something along those lines. Okay. 
The final thing that I want to show you is the fact that these single string scales open up a whole world of techniques. You can use different rhythms, you can use different timings, and I gave you a sneak peek of one there, kind of going back to that open string, almost integrating the first example, using it as a drone, but again, only playing one string. Let me go ahead and use it on the G string. I'm gonna play a major scale, and all I'm gonna do is go back to that open G string as a drone. Right Again, this time it's all single strings, which is a little different than the first example I showed you. Check this out. Right, just a quick example there. You can also integrate pull-offs in kind of a, a, a triplet uh, fashion, right? So I'm gonna do a pull-off on the downstroke and follow it with an upstroke. That would sound like this. cool uh, way to, to approach this, right? It gives you another, another way to kind of expand the use of these horizontal scales. Those are just two examples, you know, using the open string, the same string as a drone, and then using those pull-offs in kind of a triplet way. But I want you to start experimenting with this. This is a very safe experiment that you can do because, again, you're only using a single string. And if you hit a quote-unquote wrong note or a note outside the scale, very quickly, you'll know. And again, this is, this is just a great way to start experimenting because it's relatively safe. As I mentioned, if you hit a wrong note, you'll know a wrong note, you'll know, because since we're playing on a single string and we're using a scale, you'll very quickly identify the notes that don't jive. If you're playing a major scale and you hit a weird note, you very quickly will be able to tell that. Sometimes when you're using a, a vertical scale, it's a little bit more difficult because there are so many things going on. Here, we're limiting the variables and really allowing you know, your creative juices to flow. Okay, well, I hope you dug this. I hope you dug this, this kind of uh, zoomed out view of the lesson behind the lick. Again, we're looking at horizontal scales here, and this is applicable in so many areas of your playing. And now I have a question for you before we get on with the show. Do you dig this segment? Do you find it useful? And also, did you have any light bulb moments as I was showing you examples? And maybe you thought of a way you can apply it to your own playing. Maybe you've heard it before, but didn't know what it was. If you had a light bulb moment, let me know in the comments below. All right, I wanna head back to episode 226, where I talked about the Gibson J200 and all of its amazing qualities. But before we check out the comment that was left by Acoustic Tuesday viewer, Matthew Lee, Tech fam, I wanna remind you that there is a 90-day live progress party tomorrow. Yes, Wednesday, April 6th at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Tomorrow, there is a Tony's Acoustic Challenge live 90-day progress party. I'll be emailing you all the details, but for those of you who don't know, it's a chance to look back the last 90 days, see how your guitar routine went, see what kind of tweaks you can make, and then set goals for the next 90 days. And again, tweak your guitar routine so that you can achieve those goals. It's it's a great way to hang out with your fellow guitar geeks. It's a great way to meet your fellow TAC family members. So if you can make it, please do so. Again, it's tomorrow at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. I'll be emailing you with all the details. Okay, back to the comment left by Matthew Lee on episode 226, and it really underscores the importance of small wins. Here is what Matthew had to say. Small win. I wanted to share this before I forgot, and it was fresh in my mind. I've been working on the pentatonic minor scale and was finally, starting in the key of G, third fret, was able to make it to the 17th fret for the first time. Congratulations. 
Congratulations. There's so much to unpack here. It's just a short statement, but there's two things that I really want to discuss. Number one is the technique element. You know, we discussed connecting scales a little bit earlier on today's show. And here's an example of it happening in the wild. It's just so cool to, to see it happen. It's so cool to see someone celebrate it. So congratulations, Matthew. That is awesome. There's actually two things that I want to talk about. Uh, the next one is small wins. You know, I talk about small wins a lot on the show here. And and those small wins are so important. They're so important to truly celebrate and be proud of because number one, it makes you feel good. And number two, it drives home your guitar routine. It drives home your guitar habit. When you associate positive emotions with a habit, you're that much more likely to continue that habit. So those small wins are vital. They're, they're like the, the fuel that drives your habit. The final thing I want to discuss, and this is something that just popped in my head as I read it, you know, Celebrating small wins is a lot easier said than done. We don't often give ourselves the credit that we're due. You know, if you do something that you think is awesome, it is awesome. You know, here Matthew says, you know, I finally moved up the guitar neck from the third fret all the way to the 17th fret. He could have sat there and said, ah, oh, I should have known how to do that all along. I guess I'm finally catching up with everybody. But he didn't look at it that way. He looked at it from the perspective of, I just learned something new. I did it for the first time. I did it smoothly. It was amazing. And I'm so proud of myself for doing it. That's exactly the perspective I want you to view your guitar journey through. Don't compare yourself to others. I say this a lot as well. Please really relish in the fact that you're doing new things. Relish in the fact that you're learning new things. Yes, somebody may have done it before, but that's someone else. This is your guitar journey, so please, please do your best to celebrate those small wins because it really unpacks so much positivity that you can just inject directly into your guitar journey. Okay, uh, let's now hop on the Acoustic Tuesday private jet. Buckle your seatbelts. I'll give you some, some pretzels and peanuts to, so that we can uh, make our way to Mason City, Iowa. We're going to visit Bill Phillips, an Acoustic Tuesday viewer that is sharing his guitar signal with you. Here's what he's got. Top row, left to right. A Gretsch 6120T, Brian Setzer. Next, a Gibson 56 Les Paul Jr., Lucas Nelson. Then a Guild M20, a Fender Custom Shop 64 Strat, a Fender Custom 59 Tele, Tele with Josephina hand-wound pickups. The middle row, left to right, a Fender Mustang PJ Bass, a Taylor 324 CE V-Class, a Gibson J45 Vintage, a Taylor GS Mini Koa Plus, a Gibson 50s LG2, a Yamaha Red Label FSX5, and a Beard Decaphonic Sidecar. A stellar guitar, if I do say so myself. I love my Beard Sidecar, and it's so cool to see another one in the wild. And then the front row, a Martin M36, and he's holding his just-arrived and long-awaited pre-war guitar company, Triple O Mahogany, and a Taylor GT Urban Ash. What a stellar collection, Bill. And he has a little parting shop, a parting shot. Here's what he has to say. They're all great guitars, and I feel fortunate to have a great collection. As you might be able to tell, Tony's previous reviews may have had some impact on my collection. I have enjoyed TAC and enjoy your weekly episodes. A lot of great content. Thanks, Tony. Well, Bill, thank you so much for submitting your guitar signal. For all of us guitar geeks to Google on, Google upon, Google, to lay our eyes, Google upon, you get the idea. Uh, Bill, it's just so awesome that, that you dig the weekly show and that... Um, 
that the reviews that that I've done have helped you, uh, you know, form your guitar collection. And just right now, for all you guitar geeks wanting to buy new guitars, I am happy to take the blame. If you come home with a new guitar that that you you bought based on a review or me mentioning it, throw me under the bus, please. I'm here to support you guitar geeks, and I'm here to support your habits. So if you get in trouble, throw throw old Tony under the bus. Speaking of guitar geeks and your collections, I want you to feature your guitar snow on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Rather, I want to feature your guitar snow on the Acoustic Tuesday show. And here's how you can submit that photo. I want to propose to you a win-win-win scenario. I want to feature you on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Yes, I want to feature you and your guitar snow, or you and your Acoustic Tuesday merchandise. Step number one, go to TonyPolacastro.com forward slash shop. Once you're there, pick out your favorite guitar snow shirt, your favorite Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, get it shipped directly to your door. Step number two, once your merchandise arrives, go ahead and put it on and take a picture of yourself, either just wearing Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, or if you have a guitar snow shirt, take a picture in front of all of your guitars. And then once you're done with that, step number three is to upload your picture at TonyPolacastro.com forward slash shop. There's a link right on that page. Click it, you can upload your photo, and boom, you'll be featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number one, you get featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number two, you get some cool snazzy Guitar Geek merchandise. Win number three, the biggest win of them all, all proceeds from the TonyPolacastro.com forward slash shop are being donated to Guitars for Vets. You get featured in the show, you get cool new shirts, cool new merchandise, and you help out Guitars for Vets. Win, win, win. Okay, back to the show. It's time for your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use. And this week's news report is riddled with some guilty pleasures of mine. The first of which is when sports collide with guitar. More specifically, when hockey collides with guitar. Even more specifically, when hockey goalies collide with guitar. Here's a picture of David Riddick's, I believe it's Riddick, Riddick, Riddick. We're gonna go with Riddick. Uh, here's a picture of David Riddick's pads for a recent outdoor hockey game. It was a stadium series game where Nashville played Tampa in Nashville. And David Riddick had a set of guitar-infused goalie pads. I'm a guitar geek, I'm a goalie, I'm a goalie guitar geek, so I wanted to share this with you. But it goes one step further. When him and his wife announced the, um, the fact that they were pregnant and expecting a son, they did so with a picture that included those guitar leg pads with a set of mini guitar leg pads. How cool is that? It's like the hockey equivalent of a fam jam. Really dig it. Um, congratulations to them and just a really great taste in goalie pads if I do say so myself. Uh, the next piece of news is awesome. I'm so excited for this and it has created a juggernaut within the guitar industry. You know, if you've watched the Acoustic Tuesday show for any amount of time, you know that I have a strong love for the North American guitar. I think they produce incredible content. I'm always learning from them. I love their digital publication, The Connoisseur. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. Um, it's just a fantastic read. And so I love the North American guitar. I equally love Carter Vintage Guitars because they have some shining examples of some of the most rare guitars that have ever been made. And I learned an equal amount from Carter Vintage Guitars. So we've got the North American Guitar, which features some amazing modern small bench luthiers. And then you've got Carter Vintage Guitar that has this amazing collection of vintage guitars. They have joined forces. So not only do we have incredible knowledge of modern small bench luthiers, 
We have incredible knowledge of vintage guitars, probably the foremost, uh, the, the, the leading uh, uh, purveyor of knowledge when it comes to vintage guitars, all under one roof. Carter Vintage Guitars and North American Guitar have joined forces, and I think this is amazing. They have created a juggernaut within the acoustic guitar industry, the guitar industry as a whole, and I couldn't be more excited. So congratulations to both the North American Guitar and Carter Vintage. Wow, I mean, talk about mind-blowing. Just picture that little emoji where the guy's, you know, top of his head's blowing off. That was me when I read this news story. This came out a couple of months ago, uh, maybe about a month or so ago, but. Anyways, if you haven't heard, I wanted to share it with you. Okay, the next piece of news is a full-on guilty pleasure that kind of has something to do with guitar, but not fully. It has something to do with music. Um, I just have to confess to you, uh, since you've watched this long in the show, this is the time for confession. I love Avril Lavigne's new album. It's entitled Love Sucks. Um, I've listened to it on repeat possibly every day since it has come out uh, a month or so ago. Um, Sorry, I don't know if, if that changes your view of me, but if it does, I'm really sorry. It's my guilty pleasure. I love it. And as soon as she's, she announces her tour dates, I will, Whitney and I will be going to see her. Um, I just wanted to confess that. I want to confess that. Another guilty pleasure of mine, another guilty pleasure of mine is John Lee Hooker. I know this is a weird segue, but follow me. Um, <laughs> so I've always associated John Lee Hooker with sparse electric guitar. And I've always thought... God, I wonder how that translates to acoustic guitar. Well, I found footage of him playing at the Newport Folk Festival. I almost said the Newport Blues Festival. The Newport Folk Festival back in the 60s. This footage blew my mind. Now, I've heard John Lee Hooker play acoustic guitar before. In fact, some of his early recordings were purely acoustic. But to see this live, to hear his voice, to play boom boom with the acoustic guitar, ah, it's pure musical magic. Here's a quick clip. things up with some guitar funnies that I found that, well, you need to see. The first one comes from Music is Win, and it's a shot of uh, a couple looking at the night sky, and uh, the, the fella says, look, a shooting star, make a wish, to which his partner says, I wish he'd stop saying wood affects guitar tone. And then it goes back to the individual who uh, requested the wish, and he says, oh, sorry, it's a plane. I thought that was pretty funny, uh, especially if you ever find yourself talking to your spouse or significant other or a friend about how wood affects tone and they kind of get that glazed over look in their eye. Yeah, I thought that was uh, very guitar geeky and uh, certainly thought you would get a good laugh out of that. The final guitar funny I want to share with you is, um, <laughs> I, saw, I saw this on Hoffner Guitars Instagram um, feed and it's, uh, it's a book, it's a vintage book that they found. Um, 
Obviously, it's not real, but it says the title of this book, I am not buying another guitar for at least 12 months and other hilarious jokes you can tell yourself. We've all been there. We've all told ourselves that joke. Um, I thought that was pretty amazing. Anyways, I think that's a great note to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show on. Hopefully, you're having a good laugh about that. But let's go ahead and take a sneak peek into next week and see what's going to happen on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Next week, we'll be looking at the best signature acoustic guitars ever made. Yeah, you know those guitars that are made after an artist to their specifications? Yeah, we're going to be digging into those, and I'm going to be sharing with you a list of what I think are the best acoustic signature guitars ever made. That's happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. It's also a podcast, so if you want to take me with you on the road, you can very much do that as well. I want to thank you so much for joining me today, but and please remember this. Uh, your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thanks again for joining me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek. Guitar geeks unite, and be nice and play guitar. Cheers. <laughs>